connect with the show. Call 131009 or hit us up on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio. Q Satellite. Transmitting. Broadcasting live. Broadcasting live. Across Australia and around the world. Home to the world's biggest stars. Stars. This is Ava Max. And I'm on air with Brandon Atkins. Hey, this is Haley Steinfeld. Hey, I'm Mabel. Hey, this is Brando. And I'm hanging out with Brandon Atkins. Hey, guys, it's Tate McRae here. Hey, it's Joel Curry. And right now, I'm on air with Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. And the hottest hits at night. Alert. Please stand by. Right about now, we're ready to count it down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Live on air. On air. going on welcome to another sunday night so good to have your company um i don't know if you're like me but i feel like last week was just a weird vibe there was just sort of there was something in the air i can't quite put my finger on it so he's hoping this week is just absolutely electrifying i'm kind of looking at jetstar and virgin flights at the moment because cruising's now back for australia i think april 12th i'm being told yeah april 12th yeah cool um and then uh, we can go to new zealand now we can go over across the Deutsch and have fish and chops and I don't know I'm just really padded here um but yeah how excited we can go to New Zealand we can carve it up on the um ski fields I I I have always wanted to go to New Zealand so I feel like this is the time for me to go I'm looking at flights here and they are cheap as chips I mean I'm thinking I might go and just not come back that's just that's how appealing it is at the moment um hey look big show coming your way tonight uh two Mega music acts. Joel Corey. Yeah, we know him from this track and like 20,000 others. I mean, everyone he does is absolutely brilliant. Um, he'll be zooming in within the next hour. Cannot wait to chat with him. Dear friend of the show, I reckon we've had him on at least, I don't know, six or seven times. It'd have to be. Like we, we I feel like we speak to him like every two months. Um, and Aussie duo, electronic music duo that we all know and love, Peaking Dark. Yeah, we've been getting around that track on us the last couple of weeks. It's a huge mood, absolutely obsessed. Um, so they'll be coming up for a chat as well in, what, an hour and a half's time or so? Yeah, getting the thumbs up from outside. So we'll do that in an hour and a half. So don't go anywhere. Plenty happening tonight. Uh, plenty of new music to premiere for you as well. But next, let's do the feed, see what's trending on your socials. And if you think you're paying too much for a coffee now at the cafe, well... Strap yourself in. Things are about to take it up a notch. And I'll tell you how much you could be paying by the end of the year. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. This now from The weekend, Set to make his debut on The Simpsons tonight in the States. It's going to be absolutely great. This is Sacrifice. I was born. 105.3 New FM. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Sunny skies tomorrow. Tops of 27. That's brand new from Mabel, Jax Jones and Galantis. 
On air with Brandon Atkins. The Feed. Let's go. Time to see what's popping up on your feed this weekend. And if you already thought the price of coffee was astronomically high, strap in because it could get a whole lot more expensive. We've been warned that a standard cuppa could cost up to $7 by the end of the year. President of the Cafe Owners and Baristas Association, David Parnham, has revealed the price would increase as a nation struggles to keep up with overhead costs. He told the ABC that what's happening globally is there are shortages, obviously, from catastrophes that are happening in places like Brazil with frosts and certain growing conditions and some of the coffee growing areas. So, wow, seven bucks for a cup of coffee. I mean, I don't drink coffee, so I guess I'm out of the woods, but if they jack up the price of a hot chocolate, well, that's me. I'm done. I'm done for. Um, all right, so for boomers who cannot deal with gymitation, you're in luck. A brand new gym has opened up that doesn't allow anyone born after 1970 to join. So Club Active is a series of fitness facilities in Australia owned by Chris Hemworth's PT, Jonathan Freeman, offering a safe space for boomers. In other words, no millennials or Gen Zeners allowed. Speaking about the unique gym concept following the most recently opened facility in Sydney, he told news.com.au why he decided to only cater for the over 50s age group, saying mainstream gyms are certainly not designed to support this age group, nor are they overly welcoming, which often impacts their motivation for and ability to exercise comfortably and regularly. The truth is, the traditional gym environment can often be intimidating for the ageing population, which is why I set up to create a space that is welcoming, supportive, and fun and catered to, you know, all their needs, which I think is great, just quietly. Oh, that's brilliant. Good on him. Um, and the number one story, quickly, um, Arnott's have just released its most bougiest treats ever and fans are beside themselves. So the Aussie Biscuit Maker recently came out with a new range of uh, biscuits that have never been released before. It's called Obsession Chocolate Biscuits and it's caused a bit of a frenzy on social media with their gooey goodness. Now, to put this into perspective, it's like one of those chocolate min- uh, chocolate Monty biscuits, sorry, um, but with like, you know, gooey caramel and other little bits and pieces in there. I, I We should have tried some on air. Where's my producer? We should have tried this on air. Can we do this, do this next week, please? I'd like to try this. This is wow. I mean... My mouth is watering, just the thought of this. So can we do this next week, please? Yeah, thumbs up. Okay, cool, brilliant. All right, well, that wraps up what's on your feed for now. Next is the E3, or the latest Hollywood goss. And one person in particular, I won't say who, was supposed to perform at the Grammy Awards, but they've now been canned for life. I'll fill you in on those deets. After Charlie Puth, light switch at the On Air with Brandon Atkins yeah. show. The best in pop, dance and R&B is New FM's On Air with Brandon Atkins show, Charlie Puth. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Rihanna. This is Calvin Harris. Kim Kardashian West. Get all the top trending celeb guys. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. The E3. Sunday night, round Australia. Hope it's a great one for you. The Ellen DeGeneres show has set a date for its last hurrah and announced some pretty major guests to help the TV host say farewell after 19 seasons. The show's final episode will air on Thursday, May 26th in the lead-up to its final bow. Uh, Ellen will be joined by a star-studded group of guests, including Michelle Obama, Jennifer Garner, Channing Tatum, Serena Williams, Zac Efron, Adam Levine from Maroon 5, Gwen Stefani, David Letterman, Diane Keaton,
Keaton, uh, his, her wife, Portia de Rossi, and Kim Kardashian. Now, speaking of Kim Kardashian, that leads us into our number two story, somewhat. Uh, Meta, the group that own Facebook, have decided to put a stop to Kanye West's Instagram spree. So the tech company, as mentioned, formerly known as Facebook, suspended Kanye's Instagram account at Kanye West for 24 hours on March 16th for violating policies on hate speech, bullying and harassment. Uh, according to a spokesperson, Meta restricted the heartless rapper from posting, commenting and sending DMs within the time frame. They said the company often takes steps, uh, additional steps against accounts that repeatedly break rules, adding that Meta will add more sanctions if Kanye continues to violate their policies. It's unclear which of Kanye's posts violated these policies, but he has posted about Kim Kardashian, uh, Pete Davidson, Trevor Noah and Michael Shea in recent days. Now, Kanye West, he is pretty much dominating the E3 tonight. Um, he was supposed to perform at the upcoming Grammy Awards, but his set has now been cancelled following his recent online posts, according to his rep. So E! News has reached out for comment from the Recording Academy, the group behind the ceremony, but has not heard back. The organisation has never confirmed a planned performance by Kanye, uh, who is nominated for five Grammys this year, actually. Um, his set was set to take place on April 3rd. Kanye's rep uh, confirmed to E! News on March 18th. Uh, quoting sources close to Ye as saying that the Dunders rapper team received a phone call that evening uh, informing him that he'd been pulled from the lineup of performers for the Grammys. According to the website, insiders say uh, that it's they're unfortunate that they're taking this position um, due to what has been deemed concerning online behaviour. Wow. So yeah, eyes are, eyes are uh, fixated on who will replace Kanye at the upcoming Grammy Awards. Uh, more E! News coming up in an hour. Stick around. Joel Corey zooming in in the next half hour and Peking Duck also coming up. It's a big show. Stick around. This has been your... Play more new music than any other radio show. It's the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Fresh from Riley Bedia. Different but exactly like you. Absolutely love that. Incredible. Make some noise tonight. On Air with Brandon Atkins. Give it up. Okay, so many young and some mature students as well, actually, have recently started their uni ventures or have gone back to uni. Um, and yeah, usually uni is a pretty exciting time. So I know many have gone back in the last month or so. I remember when I went to uni, I, it was, oh God, it was a long time ago. I went to one particular uh, institution, if we want to use smart words, and didn't really sort of fit in, didn't really like it, wasn't my cup of tea, pretty much went because half my year group went and I was just, you know, a bit of a socialite, just went for the sake of it. So decided to drop out and then went and thought, no, I'll go to a different uni. My you know, radio co-host at the time when this show had a budget for a co-host, does it right now, I'm pushing for one, that's a different story for another time. Um, yeah, when I had my old co-host, he said, oh, I'm going to go to this uni next year, why don't you come with me? I went, yeah, right, sort of, you know. It's up my alley. Journalism, you know, I, I like media. I, I always aspired to be a journalist or a radio presenter, so at least one of those sort of gave way. Um, went to this particular college and oh, I absolutely loved it. One of the best decisions I ever made in my life. But 
Yeah, and what, what's sort of different about this college is that all the classes are taught by, you know, people within the industry. So, like, radio people teach the radio course, you know, people from, like, the Daily Telegraph and Sydney Morning Herald come in and teach writing and all that. Like, it's it's quite the full deal, and there's a lot of internships and all that, and it's a college that sort of fast-tracks everything. So, I went there for a year and a half, got a diploma, could have stayed for an extra year, got a bachelor, couldn't be bothered, thought, nah, don't need it. Um... Yeah, so that was that was a huge vibe. So that was a couple of years ago. But this particular college, Maclay College in Sydney, has come under fire recently because it has decided to can its journalism course three weeks into the semester and it's kind of leaving people high and dry. Um, the sort of nature and how they went about this was they told staff via email at like 4.30 on a Friday afternoon, then told students at the close of business, like after five o'clock that same day, like 20 minutes later, and said, look, we're finishing up the course, um, you know, find something else, find other arrangements next week. So a lot of students left high and dry by this decision and it's, yeah, it's not leaving uh, many people too happy at the moment. And, you know, me personally, kind of sort of makes me feel... I don't want to say ashamed, but kind of embarrassed to sort of be a part of the institution in a way. Like, me being alumni, nah, I I don't think this is right, that how they've done this. So, we're asking tonight, is it wrong for a university to cancel a course weeks after it started or has gone back for a new trim- uh, semester? Uh, the reason why they've given is low enrolment. Um which I call BS on because you'd know about the enrolment for enrolment sort of participation before the semester or trimester started. So wanna know what you think on this. 131009 or at Brandon Atkins Radio on Insta. Write in, call love, express your anger, or you know, express your support for this decision. I don't care. Just wanna hear from you. Uh, 131009, Brandon Atkins Radio on Insta. We'll get your feedback on our next. Doing this now from Rich Bryan and Baby No Money, it's Edamame on the On Air with Brandon Atkins show at New FM. So get this, a DJ out of the States called A Craze has decided to make a modern day twist on a Cherish classic and just sounds absolutely incredible. Do it to it on the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Hey, take us anywhere, anytime. Podcast us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. The On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Oh, we are live on air for your Sunday night. And if you've just joined us, we're chatting about Maclay College in Sydney. They've recently done the dirty on these uni students and have cancelled the journalism course three weeks into the trimester, blaming low enrolment for their decision. But uh, there's some suspicious activity going on there. I've just found out that the head of journalism has been gagged and can't really sort of talk too much about it. There's been no directions for, you know, students and staff on what to want, what they want to do. This really leaves people out of a degree and out of a job. Um, let me know what you think. 131009, is it okay for them to do this? Is it not okay? Uh, we've got Brooke joining us. Hello, Brooke. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? I am great. What do you think about this college just, you know, doing the dirty on these kids? I think it's ridiculous. I mean, think of how stressful it is when you leave school, trying to work out mm. what you want to do, and then to suddenly have that ripped away from you and no real explanation as to why so suddenly. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I was saying before on the show, like, I went to this college, so I kind of feel like, me personally, I feel embarrassed that I'm, like, alumni of this college because they really have done the dirty on these people. And, you know, it's just... 
I couldn't imagine, like, being 18 again, you know, so excited to do a journalism course or something, rather, and, yeah, they've just sort of, I don't know, done the dirty behind people's backs and not, and not really said anything. I think it leaves them really high and dry. Like, what are they supposed to do? Just wait for next year or semester two? Like... It's so confusing for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Keep your calls coming through, 131009. Let's have a look at the Insta DMs at Brandon Atkins Radio if you want to get involved. Shelly up in Taree has said that, no, they are perfectly in the right for doing this if they're not financially viable as a business to keep these students and staff on and there's no, you know, interest in it. Why drag this on any longer than it needs to? You know, best to sort of do it now as opposed to six months down the track you know, be grateful that they did this three weeks in. So there's uh, Shelley's views. And let's go up to Lismore. Adam has said that, no, they're totally in the wrong. It leaves them high and dry, just like Brooke said. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's it's a bit of a rough go, if I'm going to put it politely. Um, I also read that Ben Forden from Sydney's 2GB has now actually offered these students work experience to sort of make up for lost ground. So on photo for doing that. Um, keep your thoughts coming through. 131009 at Brandon Atkins Radio on Insta. Yeah, it's such a hotly contested argument. And the poll that we're running on Insta at the moment, 92% have said that they're in the wrong. Alright, so keep your thoughts coming through. In the meantime, uh, I want to draw your attention to something that KFC are doing. It's going to make your mouth water. Um, so if you're on your way to get dinner or you've just had dinner, yeah, keep it locked. You're going to enjoy this. Let me hear you say You're on air with Brandon Atkins Home of the world's biggest star He's undoubtedly one of my favourite people to ever chat with on this show Joel Corey um, He is an absolute legend Zooming in now How are you my man? Thank you for the lovely words. I'm good, man. Great to talk to you again. Uh, great to talk to you. I know we've spoken, I think this is probably our fourth or fifth time we've chatted over the last um, maybe year or two. And yeah. every time we chat, we always say, yeah, you know, I can't wait to, you know, chat in person, you know, because you've obviously been home and I've been at my home. Um, you're here in Australia now and we still can't even get a, a chat in the same room, but Pro. we're one step closer. We're step closer. We're like Zoom besties, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I love it. You're like <laughs> my number one contact in my Zoom. Hey, um, how's the trip to Australia been, man? I mean, you've been lapping it up here, man. Oh, I've been lapping it up, bro. Like, <laughs> it has been amazing. Last time I was over in Oz was like over two years ago. Yeah. Just after like Sorry kind of was blowing up over here. Yeah. So to come back after all these other records that I've released since then and then play them to the crowds out here and feel that energy and response and the love, it's it's been mind-blowing and I'm loving every single minute. Australia is like a second home to me. I love it here. Well, you know that every track that you have produced in the last few years, we have gotten behind. Like, it's on every radio station, played to death, because we can't get enough of you. And, like, it must be must be so embarrassing, Joel, that every track you do is just absolutely immaculate. You, There's no fault. There's no flaw with you. <laughs> you know, that's the that's like the biggest compliment. So thank you so much. You know, I, I spend a lot of time um, working on these records and really trying to make them um, 
you know as, as good as they can be mm. so thank you for that 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 really means a lot to me oh no you're an absolute legend i know the last time we spoke um out out had just come out and then obviously i wish has come out and um you got your new track with the guets and bryce and tiller and obviously second time you've collaborated collaborated with the guets because you've mm. done a bed with him and ray um how did this new track come together um with uh the guets and bryson well so um Going back to when we did bed um, together, since then I struck up a really good friendship with David. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, we, I went to dinner at his house and I beefed. Every time he's in London, we hang out together. And we were just like, we need to get a new one. You know, we need to start working on another record. And and um, that record ended up being What Would You Do? And yeah, I mean, as well, Bryson Tiller jumped on the track. What an amazing talent he is. Immaculate. And it's been so great working with him. Um, you know, we just shot the music video together in LA and I got to hang out with him all day and he's just such a nice guy. And I just feel like this track just is really fresh and exciting for me to release and I hope you guys love it too. Uh, no, I mean, when I saw that you three had gone together, I thought there's just, there is no better collaboration in modern day. And I know like, obviously, as you said, you've teamed up with David before. What's what's David's house like? You've just dropped it, you've been out to his house. And like, I feel like when you get invited to someone's house, you know that cements a friendship. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't just invite anyone to your house. You invite like, you know, your bestie to the house. What's his house like? Well, I invited David round my mum's for a roast dinner, but he hasn't come yet. Oh, how rude! What's going on there? <laughs> but his his house in um, Ibiza, oh my god, bro, like insane, um, and just an absolutely like beautiful place. We went there for dinner, and we had like this five course meal um, overlooking the, the hills in Ibiza with oh. the sun setting and. Yeah, his, you know, his, he had um, his family there as well, and I got to meet some of his friends, and yeah, just, wow. just really lovely to like connect on that personal level. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, it's just, it is so nice that, you know, from these collaborations, you have been able to strike up a pretty decent friendship. And as, as you said before, you, you're here in Australia, lapping up our summer sunshine. You've come at a really good time too, because it's been like pissing down with rain the last like two months. So you've come at a good time. Um, how does, how do the Australian crowds compare to like those around the world? I know you've done an American tour recently as well. Yeah. You, the last time we spoke, you were doing Ibiza like every single weekend. So how do we stack up as an audience and fans? Up there at the very top. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that because we're chatting. I really do mean that. The Aussie crowd is like every DJ's dream. Mm. Just positive vibes. Uh, wants the party. Wild. Up for it. Yeah, every drop us. feels like it goes off. It always feels like a moment. And um, like I said, it's every DJ's dream to play to this crowd out here. I absolutely love it. Well, as love I said, you, you have come at a you have come at a great time. Like we obviously, the last time you and I spoke, we were in the midst of a really big lockdown, and we've emerged from that lockdown slowly and steadily, sort of getting back in our groove. And I, I think. You are probably the biggest artist that has come out to Australia since that lockdown has lifted, since international borders have reopened. And I couldn't think of a better artist to sort of come out and sort of kick drive our music industry again because it is, well, it's just finished up summertime here, but your music goes off. And I mean, big congrats to you. I'm just reading 12 times platinum here in Australia as well. Like it just yeah. cements how, how amazing you are, Joel. Oh, Thank you, bro. You're flattering me today. <laughs> I'm in a good <laughs> mood today. <laughs> You're in a good mood. Um, yeah, no, the 12 times platinum in Australia. I mean, wow, I was mind blown. Um, 
to hear that, you know, mm. and because uh, I don't really stay that too much on top of all the stats and stuff. So when yeah. it, that gets presented to you, you're like, wow, how did this happen? Um, mm. And like I said, you know, Australia is is such an important place to me. It's somewhere yeah. that I love to come, and it's somewhere that I want to, that I will be coming for years to come uh, to tour. Yeah, who knows? I might even live here one day, bro. Mates, <laughs> we we'd gladly have you here. I mean, I noticed recently on Instagram you kind of gave us a tour of your um your hotel room at the Star, and I feel like if music sort of didn't sort of pan out for you down the track, I reckon you'd make a good real estate host. Just sort of you know you detail at the kitchen table, the bathroom. Right. You got you got a skill there. Yeah. I've, I've got the gift of the gab. Yeah. yeah, I could sell bread to a baker. Trust me, bro. Really? Okay. All right. Why well, would I hold you to that? Next time we have a chat, <laughs> I'm going to give you a product and I want you to sell it to me because I feel like anything you do, you've got that glint in your eyes, you've got that, you know, you've got that gorgeous smile, you're good with your words. I reckon, yeah, you could sell anything in, <laughs> under, in, the, in the sun. Um, talk to me. What's your plan now for 2022? I mean, are we expecting you back out here later this year? Got other tours in the works? What's going on? Um, so yeah, so after Australia, I'm going to Miami um, nice. for Miami Music Week, right for some of it. And nice. uh, I'm going to be playing out there with Tiesto and with David as well, which is nice. really exciting. And then um, and then I'm like in America for a few months, and then I'm going to go to Ibiza for the whole European summer, oh, which nice. is going to be absolutely insane because, like many other places in the world, um, Ibiza's had restrictions for the last two years yeah. and. I know you might not have been there before because it's quite far to travel, but mm. Ibiza is one of the most amazing places in the world and has the best parties. So this summer is going to be crazy out there. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and then, um, and yeah, hopefully I'll get back to Oz later this year. I'd love to. Um, and apart from that, just bringing out more bangers for you lot, keeping it moving. Nice. <laughs> have you, uh, I know we sort of touch base on this every time we chat. Uh, are you any closer to a collab with Ed Sheeran? <laughs> I think I'm a little bit closer. A little bit closer. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. You yeah, got we've gone out. We've gone out for a beer together, and have you actually? And yeah, we're getting there. Wow. Okay. Slow and Watch steady wins race. Wow. I'm glad we progressed somewhere. He finally got your email or your, your telegram. <laughs> I'm, I, I appreciate that. You, <laughs> your hard work has paid off. Well, look, Joel. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. You are one of my favourite guests um, on the show. Um, and, you know, it's so good to have you on, like, a brand new network now. You've come over with me, and um, you're one of my favourites, man. Congrats on all your success. And uh, it's so good that you're finally here in Oz, man. Oh, cheers, Brandon. It's great to chat, as always. And next time I'm over, I promise you, mate, we're going to link up in person. I hope so. I hope so, because you were in the building here at my job in Sydney the other day, and I saw you from a distance on the other side. I went, oh. Oh, and then I think it was a fire alarm that went oh off my God. or something. Yeah. The fire alarm went off, bro. I know. I brought too Just... much fire bangers with me. Well, you came in red hot that day, <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you. Uh, look, Joel, so good to chat, my man. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Catch you next time. On Air with Brandon Atkins. Continue. Sweeter than the lollies from the British Lolly Shop in Fricolpen. Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion for Sweetest Pie on UFM's On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Hi, everyone. If you want to get in touch at any time tonight, the number you need is 131009 or hit me up on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio. Feel free to follow me as well. I will follow you back. Um, all right, so I'm going to bring something to your attention that is well worth your time tonight. Uh, I hope you're sitting down. Um, if you're driving, pull over because 
You're going to need a moment to breathe after I tell you this. So KFC is set to offer fans a one-of-a-kind fine dining experience here in Australia, complete with a lavish 11-course tasty menu in a world first. The fast food chain has joined forces with British chef Nellie Robinson to bring a fancy new degustation restaurant to Sydney for three nights only. I am My mouth is already watering at the thought of this. I actually can't contain it. Well, uh, so from tasty starters to indulgent desserts, diners can expect a decadent selection of dishes showcasing the iconic menu items with a theatrical twist. Uh, so the owner of the Sydney restaurant, Nelly, he has gone on to say that for the menu, he's taken 11 KFC dishes and reimagined how the flavours and textures come to life, using the expertise in degustation menus to truly blow fans away. So we've got Wicked Wings cooked on charcoal flies to edible stencil art of the Colonel's face. They've crafted a high-end dining adventure. And I mean, I cannot wait to try this. Uh, this is something that is right up my alley. Um, doors are set to open Friday, April 1. Fans have three nights to experience the degustation with sittings held each evening between 5 and 8.30 at a secret venue in Alexandria, which, well, it's not really much of a secret. You've given away the suburb. That's just, and there's like 10 streets in that suburb. So I reckon you'd, if you, I reckon you'd be able to hunt that down like within half an hour easily. Um, from $75 ahead, guests will be served 11 courses of like fine wines and like delicious foods. Imagine that. Wow. I mean, I'm looking at the images here and like, this is just, this is next level stuff. I mean, Maccas, you need to get on board with this. Don't worry about your Grand Angus Burger. Step it up a notch. Match KFC and what they're doing. This is brilliant. All right, um, Peking Duck joining me very soon. I cannot wait for the guys to zoom in. Uh, we also got another round of the E3 coming up and Daniel Radcliffe has made a bombshell announcement that will upset certain fans. I think you know where I'm going with this. I'll fill you in on all the deets soon. This now from Charlie XCX, her brand new one. It's Baby. Huge vibe. Absolutely love this. You're locked onto the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. On Air Live around the country this Sunday night. You're locked onto the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. You're home for the world's biggest stars and the best in pop, dance and R&B. Elton John Dua Lipa. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Rihanna. This is Calvin Harris. Kim Kardashian West. Get all the top trending celeb guys. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. The E3. All right, keep it locked. We're only minutes away from Peking Duck taking over. But first, let's do a quick round of the E3. Daniel Radcliffe won't be making a trip to Platform 9 and 3 quarters anytime soon. The Harry Potter star told the New York Times in a recent interview that he would not be interested in returning to the Wizarding World for the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, that's a play that's on Broadway in like six other cities around the world. Melbourne's one of them. They're showcasing it, I think, for like two or three years. The Times noted that the movie's director, Chris Columbus, wants to have Daniel replies his role, then asked where he would stand on returning to the film. He said that this isn't the answer that anyone's going to want, but I think I was so able to go back and enjoy it because it's not part of my day-to-day -day life anymore, referencing the um, HBO special recently. Uh, Daniel said, I'm getting to a point where I feel like I made it out of Potter okay and I'm really happy with where I am now. And to go back would be such a massive change to my life. However, he did offer a glimmer of hope for fans in the future, saying, I'm never going to say never, but the Star Wars guys had like 30, 40 years before they went back for me. It's only been like 10, so... It's not something I'm interested in doing right 
now. So mm, there you go. Watch the space. I reckon. I reckon. Give it another fifteen years. He'll he'll be back. I reckon. And I hope so too. I'm like a big fan of Harry Potter. Well, wow. all right. Number two story. Justin Bieber has been speaking out about Hayley Bieber's recent hospitalisation. Days after the 25 year old model revealed she had suffered a very small blood clot to her brain, the 28-year-old singer reflected on his wife's health scare during his concert in Denver this week. The topic came up, uh, weirdly enough, around like technical difficulties during the show when the power went out and whatnot. Um, he said, like, you know, it's been crazy how life randomly throws you curveballs. You know, we can't really control much. You know, tonight, the power cutting out. Obviously, you guys know, most of you probably know and seen news about my wife. She's okay. She's good. She's strong. But it's been scary. Um, but, you know, he's doing all, she's doing great. And that's the main thing. So, speedy recovery to Hayley Bieber from all of us here at the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. Uh, and the number one story, the Ellen DeGeneres show has set a date for its last hurrah and has announced some pretty big guests uh, in the lead up to the host's farewell after 19 seasons. Thursday, May 26th has been named as the final episode date in the lead-up to its final bow. She'll be joined by a star-studded group of guests. They include Michelle Obama, Jennifer Garner, Channing Tatum, Serena Williams, Zac Efron, Adam Levine, uh, Kim Kardashian, and, of course, wife Portia de Rossi. Isn't that lovely? Well, there you go. Daytime TV on Channel 9 won't be the same now that Ellen's gone. All right, keep it locked. We have been playing Peking Ducks Honest uh, for the last few weeks. We cannot get enough of it. We're going to play that for you next. Then they're taking over. Zooming into the show in like minutes. Don't go anywhere, right? This has been your. 1053 New FM, your home for the best in pop, dance, and RB, lives on the On Air with Brandon Atkins show, Peking Duck On Air. Australia's biggest electronic music duo. What's up, guys? Absolutely killing it at the moment. Ruben, zooming into the show now. How are you, my man? Yeah, good. How are you doing, Brandon? I am great, mate. Uh, I was just, we're just saying off there, the last time you and I spoke was last year under your other music project, Yoga. Uh, I'm just going to say, big congrats on that. Um, just seeing that take off and everyone get behind it. Congrats to you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a deeply uh, personal and passionate project. So it's nice to... Uh, it's nice to have, you know, two two things happening, you know, one being about partying, one being about, you know, talking about things. It's, it's yeah. nice to balance things out, you know. Absolutely. You need that balance in life. Um, but you're back now with uh, old mate Adam, who can't join us today, but that's fine. I'm, I'm quite content with just you being here, mate. Um, but you've got this track on us, and I'm not going to lie to you. So... I was probably, I think I was in Cotton On or something. I was telling this story to who I'm going to mention in the tick, but I was telling this story last week and I was, you know, in Cotton On doing a bit of shopping, heard the track over the speakers, had no idea who it was. And I instantly said to myself, this sounds like a KLP track that just has that KLP vibe. So I'm shazamming it and it came up with Peking Duck and Slay to it. Oh, I, I was I was totally dumbfounded. Anyways, I had Christy on the show last week and I told her this and was absolutely perplexed when I saw that she was on the songwriting credits and helped, you know, write the track, which is just absolutely amazing. I am obsessed with it. Um, how was it working with KLP? Yeah, KLP is the absolute best. And I'll tell you what, like, we've, we've gotten in the studio with a bunch of, with her a bunch of times before and I think... Like, it's just so sick to finally release something we've written with her. She, uh, look, she is like just the funnest uh, person and the best vibe. 
and like just makes the studio session fun from start to finish. Like uh, that that song in particular, Adam and I, we got together and uh, we we sort of spent the day writing the instrumental together, and then uh, and then we started like riffing like the, a couple of like melody ideas, like the but I want to be honest, I want you. Yeah. And then I was like, Adam, I was like, man, imagine this like with a chant. And then I was like, dude, we should hit up KLP. Yes. And then she just came in and she had melodies on melodies and ideas and ideas. And then like we were thinking like, you know, of making it about like running and running. And she yeah. was like, the mountains, the raindrops. <laughs> it was crazy. Like it was such a fun experience and then like you know recording her doing like all these different characters and then uh like that original demo we played uh like with klp um on we, we played that at like all these festivals like before releasing it and before even getting slater on it and i'll tell you what the vibe from the audience it just felt as good as the vibe felt that day we're in the studio with KLP. <laughs> like, holy dooly. There is, they there were is, having as much fun as we were having making it. It was just, I don't know, when I heard this track, it was just, I felt like this electrifying vibe. Like, it was just sort of like, it was a song that just sort of, I don't know, I just made me want to, I felt so motivated to do something listening to the track. I was like, oh my God, I just, I feel like I need to, I feel like I need to hit up like F45 and just go for like 25 hour, you know, um, exercise work. And that's just how motivated I felt. And obviously putting, you know, undoubtedly two of Australia's biggest, you know, dance and electronic duos together, KLP and yourselves. I was like, this is, this is mint. This is absolutely mint. And this track, as I said, brilliant. How did you, um, how did you manage to get Slater on board for this? So, uh, we reached out and sent Slater's team, like the demo. Mm. Um, and they were just like, this is dope. And pretty much Slater got in the studio with Adam because he lives in LA mm. and, uh, they just got in together and, you know, they did like another like 20 vocal tracks. That's why it sounds like there's so many people singing. Yeah. You know, you've got like just so many voices happening all at once. And I guess, um, you know, Slater added a really cool vibe to it as well and really turned it into her own thing, but not taking away from the KLP mm. original uh, Steez that gave it its magic. Uh, it's a nice balance in the track. And uh, I mean, I cannot wait to see this track being performed at Groove in the Moo, which is happening in April in Maitland, uh, Canberra and Bendigo. Um, I know you and Adam in the last sort of two years have been very vocal about um, the music industry sort of treatment during the pandemic and how it's pretty much sort of all but been forgotten in terms of funding and, you know, being looked after. And it's, I guess now we're in a good stage that, yeah, life is back to normal. We're, 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 we're up and running again. How, how pumped are you for Groove in the Moon? Because this was your first appearance in eight years coming up, yeah? Yes, it is. That's um, some good maths there. I just had to run the numbers. Yeah, 2014 <laughs> was our first Groove in the Move, which weirdly feels like yesterday. I, that's so bizarre. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that, it's so funny because so many, like, long-term good friendships 
that have just stuck with us for, you know, eight years now. Uh, like, we're formed on that Groove in the Moon. Like, uh, Danny, Kite String Tangle, and Illy. Nice. Like, they're like our damn best mates uh, in the music industry now. And it yeah. all happened on Groove and Groove in the Moon is actually, yeah, it, it is the funnest thing in the world. And for us, it was the first festival tour that we did since releasing High. Yeah, that's so, right. So, like, it was, it, it was crazy. Like, we'd just done the Big Day Out tour the year before. And, yeah, that's uh, right. And that was great. Like, and, you know, we got to see cool crowds coming to us in the boiler room stages, but going to Groove in the Moon, it was like, it really stepped up a notch. Like, it, mm-hmm. our whole experience as musicians and performers, like, it was it was poles apart. It was yeah. so sick. I, and, uh, yeah. Well, when I saw it was eight years that it, it had been since your last appearance, I'm not going to lie, I didn't believe it because I thought, no, this, this cannot be right because 2014 feels like yesterday to me because I was in year 12 at school that year and I vividly remember like driving to school listening to High first thing in the morning and, you know, it was a whole vibe back then and just... Yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm like, 2014, a lot has happened since 2014, but shit, it feels like yesterday. Like, and I'm looking at, I saw this, saw this photo on um on your Facebook page um the other day about you going to Groove in the Moon. I thought, God, they look so baby faced there. God, they've grown up these peaking duck fellows. <laughs> yeah, look, the years haven't been too good to our face and skin. We've uh, oh, I'd say the opposite. Look, You've aged gracefully. Hey, mate. We're, we're like a fine wine, right? A fine wine, my man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, we've uh, we've had some good times over the last eight years, that's for sure. Probably why it feels like one year. You know, it all blurs, and although there's a lot of memories, there's a lot of there's a lot of times that were had. And mm. I'll tell you what, I don't regret mm-hmm. anything, especially after being locked down for two years. I'm just like, wow, you know, I'm glad we let our hair down in the fashion that we did. Yeah, and I guess uh, now that things are coming back. You know, we've got perspective on how to maybe not take it that to that level again. You know, just yes. you're in some uh, somewhere like a balance. It not, uh, yeah, our- yeah. It's the theme of our chat today, balance, and I, I'm really digging it, Ruby. <laughs> um, so obviously, yes, things are, things are opening up now, which is absolutely perfect. What is in the pipeline for you guys this year? I know, obviously, you've got Groove and the Moo. I know you're playing at the Grand Prix, uh, I think, as well. Um, so mm-hmm. are you, is there any tours later down the year? Any more tracks lined up? What are we dealing with here, mate? Yeah, we're, we're going to, you know, maybe even have a look at doing a cool remix this year because we haven't put out a remix in like eight years either. And so I feel like that would be overdue and would be a fun thing to do. Um, and so I guess that... And to bring it back to, you know, the fact that, you know, we've been doing a live show since 2017, but now our live show is like a hybrid between playing live instruments and playing on DJ decks yeah. at the same time. So to, to bring it out like a remix would be pretty cool, but I can't guarantee that. You know, to drop an album would be cool too, but I'd never be able to guarantee that. What would, but what would you um, remix though? Would you remix a song that you've done in the past or would you remix uh, another t- random track that's out in the world? What, what are we dealing with? I don't know. It'd be cool to remix like something Aussie and something 
classic. Like I don't know. It, we're, we're, we're still at the drawing board right now, but a remix stay tuned. Great Southern Land, or I don't know. Um, who else is there? <laughs> I'm just, just trying to think. I'm just trying to rattle my head because I know Lude has recently done a remix of Down Under. Maybe you could I don't know. Run to Paradise by the Choir Boys. There you go. Oh, I like the suggestion. I'll definitely uh, put it forward to Adzi. <laughs> yeah, please do. And if, you, and if it does get released, I want to go to Spotify and go to song credits and just see my name just down the bottom, just, you know, as an idea, like idea inspired by Brandon Atkins. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the artwork could be just your your head. Perfect. I, I will happily, I mean, not the prettiest picture. I don't know if you'd, you know, you'd get many sort of hits based on my <laughs> mug being on the actual artwork, but I'm down for it either way. Um, we'll just have to, you know, make sure I'm in, I'm, I'm, you've got me on a good day. No bags under the eyes, freshly shaven and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on a good day. No bags. <laughs> exactly. Got me on a good day. I woke up on the wrong side of bed, had eight hours sleep, healthy breakfast. We're ready to rock and roll, my man. Um, look, um, Honest, it's out now. Um, buy it, stream it. We are playing it here on the show. Absolutely loving it. Um, you get your ticks for Groove in the Mirror as well, happening April 23, 24 and 30th in Maitland, Canberra and Bendigo. Get your ticks online for that now at peakingduck.com. Uh, Ruben, always a pleasure to chat to you, my man. Can't wait to, uh, Thank can't wait to see what 2022 has planned for you guys. I uh, can't wait to unload it and uh, and just be back in action. That is, that's all I've been living for the last two years. And you know what, Australia is living it, living for it too, my man. So we cannot wait. Let's go! <laughs> Exciting news from our favourite redhead this week, Ed Sheeran, bringing his mathematics tour to Australia next year. Tickets on sale next Wednesday from Frontier Touring. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show, teaming up with Khalid with beautiful people. Now let's get this party started. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. Brandon Atkins. Live on air across Australia. Brandon Atkins. If you've missed any of tonight's show, don't panic. Feel free to podcast us anywhere, anytime. Just search On Air with Brandon Atkins on your go-to podcast platform. Now, big news coming out of America recently. The US Senate has passed a bill to make daylight saving permanent from 2023 onwards. Senators argued that American citizens have become frustrated with flicking their watches back and forth during the year and they want one fixed time. Now, under the Sunshine Protection Act over there, the clock won't have to be changed twice a year so people can enjoy more sunny afternoon and nighttime activities. However, the bill has been redirected to the House of Reps over there and will still need President Joe Biden's signature to become official. And this sort of begs the question and it reignites calls here in Australia to follow the US and remove the need to change the clock. So as we know, Tasmania, Victoria, New South Wales, ACT, South Australia implement daylight saving time, uh, but Queensland, Northern Territory, Western Australia have refused to jump on the bandwagon. Since the US Senate passed its Sunshine Protection Act, many have actually taken to Twitter to, uh, to call for you know the states such as Tassie, Victoria, New South Wales to hop off daylight saving. So... Yeah, it's a whole debate. It comes up like every year, twice a year. Do we need to? Do we not need to? And with daylight savings actually ending across the eastern seaboard, I think, what, next week or the week after or something, which I am dying for an extra hour of sleep. Um, Yeah, what do you think? Should we ditch daylight savings? Should we make it permanent all year round? I mean, how do we feel about the sun rising at 8am during winter? I, I don't know how I feel about that, but let me know what you think. 131009, hit me up on Insta at Brandon Atkins Radio. 
vote, vote in a poll. Um, yeah, send me a DM. Would love to uh, hear your thoughts. As we round out the show very soon, don't go anywhere though. Plenty of tracks coming up. I've got that really joyful song from Super High and Nika following the sun. That plays inside 10 minutes right here. Super High and Nika. There's only one. On air with Brandon Atkins. Music is all I need. Alright, there's been a huge response in the last 10-15 minutes about whether to like can or extend daylight savings all year round and well. I didn't think I'd see the phone lines light up like a Christmas tree. Instagram is going off as well. Overwhelmingly, 87% of people saying no, let's not extend it. Uh, a few people saying we should can it all together, and yeah, there's quite a few as well that really want it all year round. I mean I don't know personally how I'd feel about having a sunrise at 8am in the middle of June, but that's just me. Well, keep those responses coming through. Nice to see everyone get involved. Uh, via Instagram, at Brandon Atkins Radio, our hotline is 131009. But that brings us to the end of the show for this week. Thanks so much for hanging out. Um, hope you enjoyed it. I mean, big thanks to Joel Corey and Peking Duck for co-hosting. Always, always fun chatting with those guys. Uh, next week is another jam-packed show. Now... She has been likened to, like, the next Olivia Rodrigo. Her name is Lauren Spencer-Smith, fresh off American Idol with this track. Yeah, the world absolutely obsessed with this. Uh, it's called Fingers Crossed, this track. She, Lauren Spencer-Smith, co-hosting with me right here on this show next week. Cannot wait. And I'm going to introduce to you a Aussie singer by the name of Charlie. She was in the running to represent us at Eurovision this year, but was just pipped out. She got a brand new song out too, which is really raw, vulnerable, quite emotive as well. You're going to absolutely love it. Uh, we'll do that all next week. Um, if you want to get in touch, yeah, at Brandon Atkins Radio on Instagram or on air with Brandon Atkins on Facebook. Let me know what we should talk about on the show or let me know who you want to interview or what, what songs you want to hear. I mean, this show is purely driven by, like, you guys. So if, without you, I would not exist. I'd be a nobody. But anyway, um, have yourself a great weekend, what's left of it at least anyway, and I'll chat to you next Sunday. Good night. On air. Ah. With Brandon Atkins. Catch up on the show anytime. I listen to- Search On Air with Brandon Atkins on your podcast platform.